0: Tour junkies. To the Tour Junkies podcast for the WGC Workday and a little bit of Puerto Rico. We're going to get a little sprinkle of that Puerto Rico in here, you know what I mean? It's going to be a good time. A little sprinkle of that Rico, a little, little little Rico sprinkle. I'm DB, your host. I got Pat Perry with me. This episode of the Tour Junkies podcast presented to you by none other than Fantasy National dot com slash tj where you need to go to get your 20% off discount on any plan weekly monthly or annually it is where we go to get all of our stats all of our data all of our course research our player research course history recent form you can do your own models if you want to model a little bit if you want to be a modeler you want to make a model Uh, if you never got a data model but you want something to do with a model you can go to fantasynational.com slash tj and get that 20% off now they have corn fairy stuff loaded in there. So if you want to really degenerate yourself, you know, oh. if, you, if you want to be a degenerate male or female, and hit up on that corn fairy, you can you can do that on Fantasy National, get all the research in. It's a great place to go. And all the data is 100% backed and supplied by the PGA Tour. Um, Shot link data is all pure just holy you know what i mean you can't go on every site with stats and they tell you it's from the tour but you don't know that it is with fantasy national and their arrangement with the pj tour you know so go to fantasynational.com tj get that 20 percent off discount you can also put in tour junkies in the promo code box and let's get to it we got a fun show tonight pat obviously we're going to do some picks we're going to talk DraftKings for the wgc in terms of sportsbook stuff we're going to talk wgc and puerto rico at the end we've got a special guest tonight i'm excited about Uh, but Pat, I'm most excited about hitting another outright bomb. Max Homa 70 to one. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Mm. What you drinking tonight, baby? What you sipping on? Cheers to that. Cheers to that. A little wild leap again. Double IPA, a side bay. And let me just tell you, old Max Homa has been so hot. That looks good. Is that you? Are you drinking the same thing? I told you I wasn't going to have one tonight, and then I just – I know. I, I'm, that's what – there was a little bit of shock to me there because you were like, I think there's going to be a little bit of role thing. reversal. And, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Yeah, love some Max Homa. The guy's just been playing incredible, and he showed it again this week. And I'm sure there are a lot of winners, especially if you're following us. Well, and you probably saw the stats on Fantasy National anyway. Yeah. So, uh, look, Max Homa. Dude. Hmm. Such a fun tournament to watch. God, I love Riviera. Uh,
0: At one point, I think the leaders, let's see, Sam Burns was in the final group, right? At one point, after he had finished his 11th hole, I look at the leaderboard, and between my betting card and your, not that anyone really cares, betting card, we had, you had, uh, Sam Burns at 125-1 to in the lead.
1: Mm -hmm. You had
0: Max Homa and Finau and Cam Smith uh, I had Cam Smith and Homa. You also had Finau. We had the top four players on the leaderboard on both of our outrights. We were destined to pull out a victory. Would have been cool if it was Sam Burns. Big 125 to 1 would have been yeah. nice. Yeah. 70 to 1, Max Homa. I'll take it on DB's big balls betting card. Now up 17 units since the new season in September. Betting strictly outrights. You can find that on tourjunkies.com. Pat's card's killing it. We just, Pat just hit Brooks Kepka. Like two weeks ago at 35 to one. I hit Siwoo Kim at 66 to one before that. We're on a roll. We're on a heater. Get on the bandwagon right now is what you need to do. Uh, we had some major Nut Hut winners as well. We've been nutting 24 7 the last week, and uh, we got some good winners. We had uh, a first, first time, first week in the Nut Hut, won a big GPP on FanDuel. I'm. I i do not The name is Bivuxen. So I don't know. I think we have like another Nordic, Nordic member or something. Why can't any of
2: these winners have like a, a normal, name? like just make it normal so we can pronounce? I mean, look, we're we're just like some southern boys. We have problems, especially me, with pronunciation. That's why DB does this because I can't even. Most uh, of the time, I can't even pronounce it.
0: So we had a lot of big winners. He he won the uh, the big FanDuel GPP. Our Nut Hut listener league winner was Schmitty88 who's been a member I think for quite some time yeah. 504 points in the Nut Hut contest making his way to the listener league finals for a chance to win a trip to come play golf with me and you later on in the fall. Uh man what oh you know what else though? Our boy producer Sam. Producer Sam made him a big hit. Now we haven't had producer Sam showing up on the on the pod since like the first week but i think sam should should hop on here sam you you, you
1: got a hit last week you, you're cu- well hold on i'm behind the nut hut hold on oh there you go you're behind the paywall i got two words for you cha-ching
0: yeah max homa
1: <laughs> cha-ching thank you boys for giving me the confidence to put that ticket in and uh i think i'm gonna be putting another one in for the masters on mr Homa. oh for the max i'm gonna do it now you know <sighs> he's confident man
0: he is so confident it was so good to see him win that chip shot on the playoff hole was bananas incredible um, and and the way he bounced back after he missed the putt on 18 like he's smiling about it he's laughing about it i don't think that's how i would have handled it i've played enough golf <laughs>
2: no to to
0: know that's not how he would have handled it but it worked for him like he he shook it off it's golf it happens and he and he went out and he closed the deal um Poor Tony Finau. Yeah, I do think he's gonna win though. I think. T- what if Danny Woodhead, who was our guest picker last week, who picked Tony Finau, would have been the Tony Finau whisperer
2: last week, uh, and nailed him? That would have been bananas. That would have been pretty cool. But I, bananas. I, I don't know if Tony Finau is gonna win. I want him to, but I don't know. He's gonna. I mean, win. did you he's see the win. stat out of like the most top ten finishes? I can't even remember how long it was. The last few years. He's got like thirty seven top ten finishes. The next closest guys were like at sixteen. I mean it's it's ridiculous.
0: But yeah, and I just uh it's gonna happen, man. He's close. I think you could see he's the nicest guy in the world. There I don't think there's anybody on tour that doesn't like him or he doesn't like them. But you could see he was a little pissed. Like when he lost that playoff, he was pissed. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, don't
2: get me wrong, I want him to win. I'm just saying. I mean at this point we you've got to wonder.
0: Yeah. That's true. Um. All right. Well, somebody who was definitely MIA last week was our boy Ben Little. Chalk bomb. Ben mm. had a rough week last week in the old home. Strokes gain home life was struggling. Uh, uh, slinging chicken titties is a hard job for for Ben, uh, full time. So anyway, but he's back. He's back this week. He's assured us the ten facts will be up. The chalk bomb email will be back in your inbox. Um, so it's gonna be a good week. All the regular content on TourJunkies.com will be there. I'm excited about it, Pat. Let's, uh, you know what, before we move on, we should have everybody, if you're watching on YouTube, you need to hit the thumbs up, give us the like, give us the comment. Okay. Give us a like, give us a comment. We've done this with a few people. See, be like Phil. Okay. Be like Phil. Give it a thumbs up. See, Phil's all thumbs. He's good at the thumbs up. Yeah. You'd be good at the thumbs up. But, uh, but you know, comment, help us out. By the way, I went ahead and and picked the socks winner. So somebody I I went ahead and messaged, they're going to be getting the waste management socks. Um, Those are on the way. Thanks for those comments. Those were entertaining. The golf club giveaway, we're going to end after this week. So you got one last chance. Get in there to get to the Apple podcast place. Leave some reviews. Five stars. Make it interesting. We're going to pick a winner, and I'm going to send you my irons. Pat's going to send you a driver and some other swag. Should be fun. Uh, But, yeah, comment here on the YouTube channel. Something. Just comment something. Comment. I think it'd be cool for you guys to tell us who you think some fun guest pickers would be. Who, Who should we get on the show? for a quick guest picker spot i think that would be interesting but if you can't think of anything else just comment your favorite uh comment your favorite um your favorite beer actually i i love a good double ipa i like the double Mm kind of you know you you don't drink as much but you get to the you get you get it done quicker
2: yeah no i'm okay with that um Comment that. Did we ever find out why it's called a double IPA? Maybe comment on that too. I, I love beer, but I don't know a ton about it. So. It's like double the the potency,
0: I think, is what it is. By the way, you know what I found out today? That Pat apparently is forming a coup in the in the the damn nut hut is what's happening. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not happy about it, but maybe we'll talk about it later. I'm, I'm we're we're too we're taking we're too long here, but. Uh, there's a there's apparently a general nonsense thread in the Nut Hut that is for general nonsense, and I didn't think anybody ever went in there, but I find out today that Pat is in there and has some army going where every time he enters the the the, the channel he's worshipped, and I feel like there's some conspiring going on in there, and I don't really know I don't really know if I should be alarmed, but I'm just gonna let you know. DB is gonna be lurking in the general nonsense chat, so just be careful. It's all I gotta say. You may not know I'm in there, but
2: I'm in there. So, oh, let me tell you, they know, they know, because when I even just enter the chat, there's they start to hush and they get quiet and they and and then I start, but I see, hear some comments. It's like, oh, Pat's lurking, and then I jump in there, and it's it's just fantastic. I mean, it's a great it's a great part of the chat. Um, but anyway, we should go on to the course breakdown. I, I can't really yeah. talk about it all that much
0: yeah apparently okay let's uh let's get into the course breakdown brand new course this week what we got pat
2: all right yes the workday championship for the world golf championship at the concession in Bradenton Florida which is just south of uh, the Tampa St. Pete area beautiful area um So concession is a par 72. It's playing almost 7,500 yards. So pretty lengthy course this week. Uh, You will have 72 players in the field. There is no cut. This is a Jack Nicklaus design with a little help from Tony Jacklin. A little backstory there. The reason it's called concession is because uh, there was some sort of concession. I think it was a 1969 Ryder Cup or something like that. But anyway, the – 2015 ncaa championships are the only major event of note that has been played here and db's boy bryson DeChambeau won that event in 2015 so that is something you may take a little bit of note on but we got bermuda grass tea to green this week pretty wide fairways um but very small greens this week um With a lot of undulation, Nicholas likes that. It's just like, you know, you see at the National, he loves that with severe slopes and contours there. So I think these greens are going to be pretty tricky. I don't think they're going to be all that fast, um, but it could trip up these players a little bit. Uh, I'm definitely going to be looking at those guys that have plenty of distance off the tee, but are great on approach and scrambling, kind of like we saw last week. When you miss the green, you got to be able to scramble your ass off. I love that stat here as well. And I'm just going to be kind of looking at your overall good putters on Bermuda grass. I think that's going to be important as well. We should be getting a lot of information, I think, uh, from caddies. As a matter of fact, we are going to be efforting a ton this week to get a lot of information from caddies. And anybody else on the grounds, coaches, whoever else we can, even some players, just to get as much information as we can on this course, because you're going to hear a lot this week. But I think when, if we get those, you know, reports from the grounds, it'll be even that much better. And we will report that in the Nut Hut on Wednesday or throughout the week. Uh, we got the caddy info section of the Nut Hut, and then we'll be in there as well on Wednesday night. Weather looks pretty damn good. I don't th- see much as far as the weather's concerned. Um, you know, not much wind and things like that. I mentioned, you know, what I'm kind of looking for, but just to kind of pinpoint it, I'm going to certainly look at form this week, strokes gained approach, scrambling. I'm looking at putting on Bermuda and off the tee past champions doesn't matter because it's a new course. So I don't really care. Um, okay.
0: Lots of, lots to digest there though. I think you're definitely right. We got a lot of feelers out already. A few of our guys hit the ground today. It didn't really have a chance to take in concession before we started the show tonight or we would have shared that with you, but we'll just share it with you in the nut hut. Um, all we know is Kiz landed today and said it's long. That's all he said, but we know that the scorecard says that. Um, yeah, there's some brute These par fives are brutal. The, in fact, I think one of them is the number one handicap on the number one handicap hole on the golf course, which you don't find a lot on the PJ Tour in terms of par fives. I think you said the greens are small. I think the, the greens are actually a little. I think they're larger, but the landing areas are really small because of all the undulation. I do think that, like you said, the precision iron play is going to be pretty key. And and while I think for the most part it's it's fairly open off the tee, if you're too far, there's a lot of trouble here. It's a Florida course, but it's I've I've read some stuff that it's got like a North Carolina vibe where it's like tree lined woods can be in trouble. OB, there's a ton of water that can get you. This definitely looks like a, a course that can jump up and bite you for sure. Um, I look today, and a lot of sports books have the winning score at minus 14 and a half over under which you know, is a, looks to set up a lot like Riviera in terms of difficulty. Uh, Riv was minus 13 and a half last week. I think Jack's going to want this place to play similar to how he sees Memorial when, when he sets up Memorial. This is a WGC event. It's a big event. It's supposed to be the best players in the world. I think he wants to see this place play tough. So like we've seen a lot of WGCs, the cream does tend to rise to the top in WGCs. If you look at past champs, even though it doesn't matter in terms of what they know about this course,
2: it is something that, you know, you, you may want to pay attention to is just WGC record. However, I think it'll be a little bit harder, too, just because it's, you know, the first time they've played here, even though, they, you know, these guys are pros, their caddies are pros, and they've got three days to practice on it. It's still the first year, and there's going to be a lot of things and nuances on the greens that they're not going to know. So I think that's going to make it even a little bit tougher.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably true as well. I think, um, however, you need to know if you're playing DFS in a WGC event, no cut, you know, limited field. I always think you narrow down your pool a little tighter. So if you're used to playing, a, a, you know, 18 players in a pool, I think you need to have it less. You need to have like 14, 13, you know, get tight in the player pool and just commit to those players. Don't have too much spread out. Um, ownership leverage is always important, but it's really important in WGCs with such a top heavy field. We'll talk about that. I'm sure a little bit later when we get to the top end um, and consider a little less bankroll, you know, just my PSA. I don't know. I tend to not play as much of the bankroll in these WGC events as, as I would bet on them or a normal week. So maybe consider that. It's, it's definitely, there's a lot of variance here. Don't freak out on Thursday if your stuff's doing fantastic. Don't screenshot that mess if you're in first. Don't, you know, kick the dog if you're in dead last and think you're done. A lot changes in a no-cut event unless somebody withdraws. So something to take note of. Uh, before we get into the DFS portion, Pat, we got to talk about our friends, our supporters over there at Wine Access. You love a good glass of wine. Your Fantasy Golf Somalia video mm-hmm. continues to get more and more views each week, which is great. You know, people need to be watching the Fantasy Golf Somalia video. You're talking about the great wines over at Wine Access. Um, there's some amazing stuff over there. We love the website. I talked about the website being able to kind of pick by occasion and select the perfect wine for the perfect occasion. They make it easy for anyone, if you're a novice or an enthusiast, to order the most delicious wines from around the world. And you can actually learn about which wines are, are great and why they chose them and you know what, what they go along with. They have a team of experts that taste over 20,000 bottles a year to ensure they're choosing the very best and wines from renowned to under the radar winemakers, even rare and hard to find bottles. So they tell the story behind the wine so you can understand it and appreciate it and know what makes each bottle special. You can't go wrong. But if any wine fails to impress, you get your money back. No questions asked. They give you credit. No questions asked. You know, if our podcast sucks and you don't like it, we can't give you the time that you spent listening to it right back. We can't do that. But Wine mm-hmm. Access can do that. So we know you're going to love Wine Access, so we worked out this exclusive offer for our listeners, 20% off your first order, uh, and you get this offer. So you just go to WineAccess.com slash tour, that's wineaccess.com slash tour. The discount is applied at checkout. 20% off wineaccess.com slash tour. All right, Pat. Uh, we're about to bring in our guest picker here in just a moment. We're going to look at the 9K and above range on DraftKings. Uh, and uh, we're going to you know pick a few players we like and a fade. I think we give our picks, and then we bring in our guest picker. What do you think? want to do that?
2: Mm. Sounds good to me. Let's do it.
0: Okay. I'm not going to get like too hung up here. There's there's some great place here. Look at that beautiful new graphic. Look at producer Sam working overtime here. I love it. There's a lot of great names here. It's it's tough. I got a reason. Actually, let me do this. I'll tell you my fade. Guess who it is? DJ. No. Um, you know, last week on this show, last week I was on Pat Mayo's show and I said, I'm fading Bryson. And everybody's like, Oh, DB fades Bryson because he hates Bryson. I got all these comments on the Mayo show that you know I just hated him and I faded him because I don't like him. But here's the deal, I, I have I have a record of picking Bryson. I don't always fade Bryson, but I do, you know, stand by it. And I stood by it last week, and he missed the cut. And I'm doing it again this week. He is my fade once again this week. And I understand people are going to go, oh, oh, he's 9,800 or, or 9,900, and people are going to jump on him after the fade. I get that. Um, but six WGCs. He's, he's at six WGCs. He's only got, his best finish is a runner-up. Not bad. He's got one runner-up, two top 30s, and the other three are pretty terrible. Um, and I just don't – I'm not seeing it. The The approach play is still rough. The The putting on Bermuda is not fantastic. Even though I know he's 9900, I don't know. I, I, of all the names in this range, I feel like I can make a case a lot easier for anybody else in here. Bryson is still my fade for this week. So I'm out on Bryson, and then I'm in on pretty much the three lower-owned guys that you know I feel like have tremendous win equity at the end of the week. So I don't know who that's going to be. So I'm just going to say I like the most John Rahm. I love him here. He's playing well. He loves to hit a cut shot. Nicholas always rewards the cut shot off the tee. Uh, he's playing so good. I love Rom. I'm going to go Patrick Reed. At 9,200, give me—he's always going to be low owned in a WGC event. He won it last year in Mexico, but he's typically low owned because there's so many big names and people look for for ways not to play Reed. But I like him at a venue where everybody's trying to figure it out. You know, it's it, it's gonna gonna play a little more difficult. I like him on difficult tracks. I like him grinding here. Um, there's gonna be a lot. Th- these these greens have a lot of slope and runoff, so I think up and down play is gonna be important. I like that for Patrick Reed. And then I, I'm probably going to go Brooks. I think I'm going to go back to Brooks. Give me Florida, Bermuda, Brooks, coming off a win at the Waste Management. I feel like Rom, Brooks, and Reed are going to give me, you know, a decent, decent amount of uh, potential leverage. Rom may be a little chalky, but I don't know that Reed and Brooks are necessarily going to be that way. So I'm excited to see how that ownership turns out. However, I think everybody should kind of take heed and just say, don't feel too committed early on. If, you know, because when ownership projections come out, if it's not great for your guy and you got a bunch of chalk, you know, I think you need to I think you need to consider pivoting elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of those weeks where you're going to get to uh, later in the week and pivot for sure. But I'm, I'll am i start with uh, where we have some agreement, and that is definitely on Patrick creed. I, I agree with you. I like the price at 9200. I like him on hard courses. You're definitely going to have to scramble here on these on these greens. I do like him there. So. I think Patrick Reed is is a great play. And uh, I also like JT. I'm going to go back on to Justin Thomas. I know he had a, that terrible week last week, but you know what? I don't care. He's closer to home and where he lives. He is, um, you know, he's a great ball striker. Top 10 in the field in a tr- approach around the green. Par 5 scoring. He puts pretty well in Bermuda as, as well. So I like JT there at 10-5. Probably getting him a little bit cheaper than you might. Uh You know, if it hadn't been for such a bad week last week, so I will play him. And then a guy who's just been hot, and that is Terrell Hatton at 9,600. He is another guy that checks the box. You look at ball striking, top 10 in the field, top 10 in approach. He's top 15 in uh, putting on Bermuda, top 20 off the tee, and has just been in great form. So I like Hatton there at 9,600. My fade is going to be Dustin Johnson there at the top. Now, maybe that sounds a little bit, too much of an easy fade. I don't know. I mean, he is the number one player in the world, but I just don't want to play him at that price. And he looked a little bit tired to me on Sunday. I don't, you know, I know he had that week off, uh, and you know, what was that? Pebble where he took the week off. Yeah. He took the week off at Pebble where he's won, you know, before and played well. And he played well last week. As a matter of fact, leading into Sunday, I was like, there's no, there's no way. I mean, Sam Burns is going to just crumble all these other guys are going to crumble but he just looked a little bit tired to me and i just i could see a disappointing week and he's got to finish extremely high to justify playing him at this price so i am out on dustin johnson at 11 6 there you go
0: okay i like the i like the 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 tournament plays there i think you get some leverage there i don't mind jt at all uh for about kind of bouncing back um that's interesting all right let's Let's see what our guest picker has to say. Now, you guys are not going to have a clue who he is, okay, uh, except you diehard hutters, because we're bringing in a listener. We tried a listener a few weeks back with old Marcus who has really crappy Gavin Newsom, California internet. Uh, but th- <laughs> we found we found a guy in Michigan with some internet. Let's, let's bring in Brian Halverson, listener Brian Halverson. What up, Brian? How you doing, man?
1: How's it going, guys?
0: He's got the nut hut hat or the the Golby hat on. Look at his setup. My man's a professional. This is uh, now Brian is a longtime listener of the Tour Junkies podcast. Longtime member of uh, the Nut Hut. I mean, you may you may have been in there since day one, right, Brian?
1: I got in there pretty early. I got in there before Discord for sure. Oh yeah, you got, oh, yeah, you oh, got yeah,
0: yeah. In, in that that janky stuff, we were, we used to be running that bootleg that bootleg Nut Hut stuff. Um, but yeah, always great to have Brian. He, he loves DFS, plays a lot, very engaged listener, and he also ha- he actually actually the reason he has this great looking setup here is he actually has a podcast, and we're gonna you know you gotta you got a podcast with your wife, don't you, Brian? You you just you and your wife argue about stuff.
1: I do. We argue. We do some pop culture quizzes. It's, uh, uh, it's called uh, "Take a Seat, Not Side. Take Seat, not aside. Us
2: that, is, not aside. Mm. that is brave to do a podcast with your wife. I mean,
0: it's very wow. wow. It's very brave. Um, that's you should you should write the Brian's big balls betting card after that.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, the more fighting goes on after the after we record the editing, that's a pain in the. Oh,
0: uh, okay, okay, I hear you. Um, yeah, well, and also is the only person alive that thinks that green tea matcha drink that Pat had to drink last week is nasty. So you're the reason for that. So, um, you know, we thought we just what what do you got? What do you got?
1: That's where that's where that came from. We tried on our podcast. We sampled stupid Starbucks drinks, and one of them was that disgusting green tea latte. She didn't like it either. I I can't believe that you guys don't hate that.
0: I I don't know, man. Literally everyone, every member of the Nut Hut thinks it's delicious. Um, I love this. uh, Nick A. in the YouTube chat says the next junkie show should be DB, Pat, and the wives. Now, Nick, uh, that's a hot take. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, now, fun fact, if you're an OG Tour Junkies listener, you remember when my wife was on the show, probably, what, year one? Was that like was that year one? Brian, did you ever listen to that show? Don't lie. I did not. Okay.
2: Yeah, that would have been very early on.
0: Yeah, the wife was on the show. I don't know that Pat's wife would ever want to be on our show. I don't know that she would do it. She's what been on think? the
2: show. She's oh, been on the show. She has been on the show. We remember? did a, we did a um, PGA PJ Championship. championship. Uh, yeah, it was it was – my wife, your wife. I mean, we we had a, a gaggle of people in there for that. Yeah, one. Moose, moose, fantasy national moose was in there with his wife, right? That's the on that one. Yeah, they were. Yeah. We had a whole whole crew. Um. Okay,
0: Brian. Let's uh. Let's see. You know, we are bringing in some guest pickers that maybe some folks know, maybe they don't, but we definitely want to mix in the regular guys like us. You know, like you, the the listener. Are you going to get undressed
2: for this? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I mean, are you getting <laughs> naked here? Right. I mean, that would, be, that, that would be that's cute. looking good uh <laughs> <he's looking laughs> nice
0: he looks somebody in the chat said earlier looks like an angry ted cruz did you just get back from cancun pat
2: no uh-uh um I don't, uh, know. I don't know why people care so much about my my how i look i really don't that's just why i hate the damn video shit anyway let's go brian come on no,
0: no what's funny is like before the beard and the slick back hair everybody said kirby smart and now no one says kirby smart and they all say ted cruz Oh, I've heard it from more than just the these these people in the yeah. chat. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, Brian. We want to get some regular folks' opinion. You know, give me give me some names. I think you got a you got a DraftKings name, and then you got a long shot bomb. We love long shot season. So, what do you think? Who you got?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going back to Daniel Berger.
0: Okay. Bermuda Burger.
1: Bermuda Burger. He's from Florida. Great form. I actually had him click last week before he withdrew. Okay. Uh good around the green. I'm I'm targeting ball strikers around the green, Bermuda, same thing, you know. Um okay. why not? Form's good.
0: Yeah, I can't argue with Dana Bur- I literally can't argue with anybody in here except Bryson. So I'm good. I love that. All and right. Who's for,
1: your- my, for my long shot, you mentioned Memorial. This guy took second at Memorial. He's got two top fives since since the new year. Ryan Palmer. Why not? Uh, not? Okay.
0: Okay, where's what are, what's
1: his number? His number's like he's at seventy two hundred. I see him at eighty to one. Or 80. Uh, eighty to oh, you're one. You're telling me his
2: number, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good number of Ryan Palmer. Been playing really well.
1: Uh, uh, I don't
0: hit don't that play.
1: DFS wise, I also I'm going to take a long hard look at Harry English, but his number is pretty low right now. So if I'm betting, I'd I'd rather bet on Palmer.
0: It'll be interesting to see what happens with Harry. We'll get to him in a little bit. I'm sure. I mean, he's uh, yeah. I mean, he was such a stud for so long. Then he's had a couple rough tournaments, but he's had some time off. I wonder what's happened. Um. All right. Yeah, I like it. I like the calls. If I if I didn't like it, I would tell you. But I I honestly, honestly like him.
1: On your Homa hit last week, uh, I'm gonna plug your nut hut for a little, for a minute here. Oh God yes. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw, but Tim wrote up a pivot point in the nut hut, mm-hmm. and his pivot was hoveling to Homa. I mm-hmm. didn't get on it uh a lot of people did the, the nut hut was hopping last night with with homa
0: celebrations huh with,
1: with home, homa hoppers is yeah.
0: oh nice uh brian what else do you like about the nut hut why don't you plug that nut hut for us real quick do do our job uh,
1: I, I i wasn't sure if you knew about the nonsense chat i was gonna say that's <sighs> the switch to discord has been wild like the nothing i mean i don't want to i don't want to rag on the old, the oh, old no, setup yeah, but yeah you can
2: rag on it, don't worry. <laughs> it doesn't offend us.
1: The Discord has has everything. Like it doesn't just have. I know you like you plug the betting, but it doesn't just have that. The there's we have a jukebox chat in there where I get to. I didn't know who Morgan Wallen was before you guys listed him in there. Um, but the nonsense chat is. I was trying to think of a comparison, and all like, the only way I can describe it is, it's the Lindsay Lohan of Discord <laughs> channels. It, <laughs> So that so Pat's in
0: charge of the Lindsay Lohan of Discord channels. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, let me just say this: uh, Brian can attest to this. Further, I, I did not like go in there and declare myself. This you know it, oh, was, no. it was just it was bes- it was bestowed upon me.
1: I'm about well, to like have to drop some shit on behalf of the nonsense channel. I'm I'll bow. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is happening?
2: There's a code. hey. Maybe you should spend more time in the chat, DB. Maybe you should. You know, hey, this you
0: is know a what? sign. You know what? Uh, you actually, know what we- this week I will be in the chat on Wednesday night for hours. I will be in there on Wednesday night for hours this week, and Ben Little will be in there.
1: So there you go. You know what we did th- this past week? We had, I think, we had 30 people in the nonsense chat, and we built five teams of six, and we all picked one golfer, and we we let it roll. So f- uh, five of those lineups in the in the listener league were co op teams. Oh. And, uh,
0: so- so we're we're forming mutinies in there and breaking laws of DFS and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah hey, you Now listen, for only ten dollars a month or ninety dollars a year, you can be a part of all this madness. So I think you need to go to tourjunkies.com, get in that nut hut, uh, hang out with old Brian Halverson right here and uh, and the, and the gang, and go figure out what all this nonsense about Pat's about. All right, Brian, you've uh, I think you've you've done enough. I think you've done enough. Thank you, man appreciate the loyalty the listenership thanks for hopping on tonight good luck with the uh the podcast what's the name of it again
1: take a seat not a side
2: Mm, okay yeah everybody check that out listen find
1: it anywhere brian uh yeah apple spotify stitcher google
0: okay man no free ads that's enough get what are you doing Get out of here producer sam throw him out of here what is this guy even doing get him out (laughs) (laughs) thanks brian band for life all right, uh, Brian Halverson, our boy, thanks for joining. You know, every now and then we'll mix it up with some listeners. Let's have a good time, you know? You guys may not, you you know, you may be like, who who's this schmuck? But, you know, give it a chance. It could be you one of these days. All right, let's get to the 9K range, or sorry, 8K range, Pat. Uh, this is going to be real cut and dry for your boy. I love Sung Jae. I think everybody's going to love Sung Jae because everybody's like, oh, dang, Sung Jae hadn't played in two weeks. He's rested for once mm. for the first time since he – I don't know. Probably came out of high school. He's rested a
2: little bit. And I mean, what if though? Like he doesn't know what to do when he's rested. Like we don't know what we don't know what rested Sungjae is like, really, because we well, don't hardly get to see it. So I'm like, willing to find out. I'm willing to find out. He's he okay. loved Bermuda,
0: um, playing great. I just can't find it. I will. That will be. I'm trying to think what ownership number he'd have to be for me to fade him if he's over. If he's over 25%, I would fade him. Anything less, and I don't even care. If he's 20, I'll have him at 40 or 60. He's locked in for me. Absolutely love him. Uh, and then I'm going with another Bermuda guy who's playing well right now, too. Almost won the Masters along with Sung Jae, and that's Cam Smith, uh, who just played well top five last week, 8700 M and Smith, I absolutely love here. My fade is going to be $8,900 Tommy Fleetwood. I don't like the value. He is uh, this is a, his his big time field finishes lately not been great in ten starts since COVID since the restart in ten starts on the PGA Tour. Okay, his best finish is a T nineteen at Augusta, um, and I say on the PGA Tour because we talk about this a lot in these WGC events in the in the Open Championship. Yes, there are some names here from you know, the European tour, uh, Asian tour, um, th- that are good players, very good players. I've got a couple of them I'm going to mention that I like, but you still, every year we see it every year. We see it. there's going to be a couple that are going to do well, but guys who, you know, come over and they get a different level of competition because the best players in the world are playing the PGA tour week in and week out. And it's just not the same. And Fleetwood's not even, he's not doing that great. Um, He's and, and in 15 starts at WGC, he only has three top 10s. At 8,900, you don't necessarily need him to top 10, but you need him to come close. And he's only done that three times in 15 starts at the WGC. Don't like the value whatsoever um, for Tommy Fleetwood. So he's my fade.
2: Well, I, you know what? I don't actually know. I don't agree with that. I, I think he's actually been playing fairly well recently. He played well at the Masters with the top 20 finish. I think he's going to be pretty low owned here at that price. And um, so you're definitely going to want to look for some leverage. So I don't mind Fleetwood. Now he wasn't one of the guys that I pinpointed to talk about, but I don't really mind him all that much. I don't think I'll fade him. As a matter of fact, I could see he being one of the guys that will be the fantasy golf sommelier pop the court play of the week. But my two hey, plays,
0: I got to, I got to interrupt The the hell is going on in here. We're losing control of things. We just had, A listener, Crazy Marcus, donate a dollar ninety nine US currency in the in the YouTube chat to praise nonsense divine leader Patrick H. Perry. Somebody Mm -hmm. he just gave and and Marcus is in California where he's he's locked up in his house. He can't do anything. And and he just gave a dollar ninety nine to praise nonsense divine leader are
2: you what is
0: going on here? I I don't understand I mean
2: all I can say I said it it earlier tonight. (laughs) Maybe spend a little more time in the chat, DB. I mean, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. What? I really don't know what to tell you. Um let's just talk about my place. Thank you, crazy Marcus, what? by the way. Wow. Um what? <laughs> what is it going on? Okay. Um uh, it just wouldn't be a WGC week without Marcus giving a dollar ninety nine US currency <laughs> for the divine leader. Um Divine. Either. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I gotta go with Fitzy this week, 8500. We saw him play well last week. He did piss me off because that if he had just made that damn birdie on the last hole, I think that would have made me a decent amount of money. But
0: oh yeah, by the, the way, congrats to you for finishing uh, fifth in the PME.
2: Yeah, Pat Mayo, uh, won uh, it. Whatever it is, <laughs> I uh, finished fifth. It would have been better, I believe, if he had made that damn putt. And uh, but d- it doesn't matter. He is 21st in the field, or 20th in the field in ball striking, checks the box off the tee, and approach. He is His best surface is Bermuda, so I do like him putting a little bit better on Bermuda as opposed to uh, what we saw last week. Um, But I like Fitzy when he's hot. He has been hot recently. um, So at 8,500, I like him as a tournament play. And then I like Joaquin Neiman at 8,100. Now, he had a terrible weekend. He kind of came back on Sunday, but you know you look at it across the board the guy's just been playing fantastic checks a ton of boxes this week uh, at 8100 I think he's a good play so I will play him and Adam Scott will be my fate at 8200. I don't know about Adam I, I just I just I can't play Adam I, I feel like he's gonna be he might be a little bit high owned there in that low 8k range although I'm terrible with ownership anyway um, but his irons just haven't been that great lately. He has been putting a little bit better. Um, he had a couple rounds last week where they weren't so good, but he did have some fantastic rounds, including round one, where he was uh, absolutely just on fire with the putter. Um, but I will fade Adam Scott at 8,200. I just like, you know, too many you know more players here in this range. So. Yeah, what if I told you there was a player
0: at the Genesis who lost three and a half strokes on approach but gained 4.1 putting? And you went would have been, yeah. every player in the field, and then you said, as your last name, because I kept saying no, you said Adam Scott, and I said yes. You would be like, what the hell is going on? Similar to what is going on, because DB just got $4.99 donated. I saw in that. Currency to quintuple the donation, because I'm the real leader of this thing, boy. I am the conductor. Mm.
2: See what happens when when just a look. Four ninety nine, my boy Chase Henderson coming through. You you people don't even understand what y'all are doing here. I, you, you know, you, DB's awesome. DB's head is big enough already that even with Pat, look that? Pat, look Pat gets just a little itsy bitsy amount of love, and uh, and, every, and 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 he just freaks out. And by the way, uh the math is off. Because I don't think four ninety nine is a quintuple of a dollar ninety nine. Okay, that's not okay. So I think yeah. you, what you got to do is do four times a dollar ninety nine. Then you can get to that number. No, all right. So, <laughs> you don't even know.
0: Anyway, you have two dollars. I have five dollars. I'm in the lead. And we don't even ask for money on this show. All we ask you to do is comment something and maybe join the nut hut. If you if you donate to this show. At, for this ridiculousness and you don't join the nut hut i don't know what you're doing here's
2: how you donate you come in and you just go to the nut hut and enter the general nonsense chat and you will be <laughs> you may even get hooked up by me i have all the merchandise
0: by the way uh, okay oh man that's beautiful man just a, a a bidding war going on for the two of us i never thought that'd happen Feel like I'm. I feel like I'm a bachelor being auctioned off at a charity event or something. You know, the ladies yeah. are going at. They're going bananas over there. They they want to. You just know, t- it's kind of fun this week though, because
2: I feel like we can interact a little more this week because it is a WGC. Look, you know, we got. You know, it's a no cut event. I feel like these are kind of weeks where you get to sort of take a step back, you know, slow your roll on the bank. You know, you don't have to play a ton this week. Just kind of, just kind of have fun, and uh, you can play with your lineups a little bit too. I mean, we're gonna I'm gonna get crazy down here in this this Ooh. this lower range. So uh you speaking of that, I, I thought I should bring this up, Pat, because
0: we talked about this earlier today. Um, we have decided to bring back something on the show in a few weeks that we haven't done in probably a couple of years, maybe two or three years. A couple of years ago, we did a fun thing called the role reversal show, where I basically took on the role of Pat, and Pat took on the role of DB for the show. That means Pat's doing the rundown. That means Pat's reading the ad reads. That means Pat's hosting the show. That means all I'm doing is just showing the up and drinking and throwing out some stuff. You know what I mean? That's what I'm doing. And it's a role reversal show. It's going to be a good time. I think we're going to do that for the, what I say? the one Valero? Before the Valero? Yeah, the Valero Texas Open, the one before the Masters. is a, It's a mm-hmm. crap field anyway. So we're going to do it there. Also, I just got another two ninety nine, dollars Another 2 dollars Oh, and Halverson <laughs> just came in with $5 on Team Pat. This is
2: stupid.
0: <laughs> we're getting super chats for this mess. Halverson with $5. So Halverson, I'm the reason you got on the show today, and I'm plugging your podcast, and you give Pat $5. What is going on? <sighs> YouTube's going to be like, what the hell is going on with this channel that people are going to Start giving to these guys all of a sudden, uh you know that's the best banana what we should do, Pat, you know what we should do with the money, yeah, we should donate the money to our favorite charity which is which is what
2: uh well, you know mental health is a problem in America, so I think we should find something that has to do with mental health uh because of you know you think about um the nut hut in general, there could be some uh there could be some mental problems. Or you could you could maybe donate to Twenty Eight Bold. Okay. But I'm just saying, I'm that's just exciting. I'm just saying you know mental health is important also. It is it is. Um,
0: but yes, our favorite charity, Pat, the right answer there would be Twenty Eight Bold, uh, where we do water relief to South Africa with my wife. So that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, so if you donate in the super chat, that's where it's going. Okay, seven K range, Pat. Talk to me. Who you got?
2: Well, I'm going to start at the very top here, and I like uh, old Louis Oosthuizen It's 7,900. I'm cool. going to play him. Um, you know what? You look at his form recently. It's been pretty good. He is um, – let me get down here. He finished T11 at the Waste Management. He was top 30 at the, uh, at the Farmers. We haven't seen him in a few weeks here uh, on the PGA Tour, but um, I do like him this week. I think this could be uh, a good course for him. And uh, I also think he could be a little bit lower-owned as well. Checks the box off the tee. He is a great scrambler. Par-5 scoring, Checks the box there, and also putting as well. So, Louis Oosthuizen at 7,900. And then I like – I'm going to go a little crazy here. I like Justin Rose at 7,700. Now, he has been – not so great lately as far as his form well his form actually is has been good internationally it hasn't been over here but i think you're going to get him much less owned than you typically would especially in a uh, in a field like this he is has been pretty good on approach lately par 5 scoring you know he lives you know he kind of lives in the where does he live like the freaking bahamas right now or something i don't know he's all over the damn place but he's certainly uh you know, is used to these Bermuda greens. So I like Justin Rose at 7,700. And then I'm going to give you a crazy play here. Well, it's not crazy to me because I just think that uh, not a lot of whole people know about this guy. But Robert McIntyre, yes, Uh, from Scotland at seventy. At 7,400, I love him this week. You look at his form. He was 29th in Saudi Arabia. He was third at Dubai. He was 16th at Abu Dhabi. He's top 10 this year and uh, 12th last year in strokes gained off the tee. He is a great iron player, checks the box in approach, and greens in regulation when you look at the European Tour stats over the last couple of years. And he is just kind of a star in the making, I think. So I like some Robert McIntyre there at 7,400. And then I'm going to fade Bubba Watson at 7,300. You know, look, I think the stats, if you're running models and stuff this week, uh, he's probably going to pop up there, you know, pretty high, you know, other than putting on Bermuda. But I just don't like where what we've seen from Bubba. I mean, his form hasn't been all that great in a little bit. So I will fade Bubba Watson at 7,300.
0: Man, all right, well, you took the Bobby Mack pick from me. I like the Bobby McIntyre play uh lefty confident young guy out of the european tour um i think that's an interesting take i will say i guess with these wgc's you know we talk about these european tour players but i mean this is a like you said in the beginning it's a course that nobody's really seen before so there's not really a a huge advantage there that's for sure Uh, it's just the level of competition is obviously different all right i am going i guess i'll start i'm going to start with uh I'm gonna start with the guy Brian Halverson mentioned. Our guest at $7,500. I'm gonna go with Harris English. I think people are gonna avoid Harris English coming off the win at the tur- at the Tournament of Champions. You know, kind of a little letdown at the Sony, finishing 32nd, which was to be expected. Then he missed the cut at the Farmers and the Waste Management by losing strokes off the tee and approach, uh, which he was rarely doing on the hot run. It wasn't terrible. I mean, the waste management wasn't great, but it wasn't like he was really, really just absolutely sucking it up. I think Harry probably, after trunk slam and the waste management, got some stuff figured out. I really think he did. So I love it here because it's an approach play golf course, and that's what he's done. If you look over the longer term, the the 2020 season, especially on the tail end of the 2019 or yeah 2019 year. I mean, his iron play has been some of the best iron play on the PGA Tour. So I'm going to take a chance that we get a little low-owned Harris English. And then if you're not going to give me Bobby McIntyre, I think I might look at a little Mark Leishman. And I haven't touched Mark a whole lot this year. I've I've uh, kept my hands off of Mark Leishman. But he checks the box and strokes game approach, checks the box and strokes game putting on Bermuda over about 75 rounds or so. Opportunities gained pretty pretty good as well for Mark Leishman. His best putting surface, the only putting surface that he gained strokes on in his PJ Tour career is Bermuda, coming off a 32nd place finish at the Genesis, 18th at the Farmers, 4th at the Sony. So comes in good form. The irons are going really hot right now. I like that for Mark Leishman. Maybe he'll be a little over, uh, overlooked as well. I don't know. Seems like a good value at 7,400. I think he's a guy that gives you win equity. And then I'm going to go with another guy that Brian Halverson mentioned, Ryan Palmer. I, I like Ryan Palmer. He's checking every box. He puts okay on Bermuda. Strokes gain approach, top 10. Opportunities gained, 11th in the field. Uh, 13th in strokes gain off the tee. Uh, You know, something we haven't really talked about is obviously in a WGC with no cut, you have to score. You got to make a bunch of birdies. He's eighth in this field in the last 24 rounds, and birdies are better. Listen, you know, Brian uh, Palmer will definitely piss you off, and he'll hit a few balls in the water, okay? He's going to do that. He's going to do some dumb stuff. But in this no cut event, you know he can he can definitely light up a score a scorecard with birdies and eagles. So eighth in the field and birdie are better, I love that. Um,
2: I, I'm about to get pissed with these people giving money. All hail pad is ridiculous. So anyway, you got twenty dollars earlier, so you're like way in the lead. I got so don't twenty worry
0: earlier. I missed that.
2: Yeah, somebody threw twenty at you. Oh, Chase again. Chase is just
0: dang. I, I mean, my man. I need I need more supporters though, but yeah, uh, Chase is out racing all y'all. Um, anyway, so I'm going Palmer, I'm going Leishman, I'm going English. I think Leishman and English could have potential to give you a little bit of uh, a little bit of ownership leverage for real. So there you go, my fade. I'm going back to this guy is Matt Wolf. Bermuda is his worst putting surface. I looked at this from his second place finish at the Rocket Mortgage. To his second place finish at the Shriners. Okay. So Rocket Mortgage in the summer to the second place finish at the Shriners. He was awesome. He played great. One of the things that he did really well in that stretch, if you look at it, was Fairways Gained, which is a stat on Fantasy National, not just Fairways Hit, but Fairways Gained relative to the field on fantasynational.com slash TJ. Um, and good Lord, Halverson, $35. Thank you. Twenty. He says 28 bold, team this is pack. Like a- I can't get mad at you for that one. That's very See, nice. there you go. There you go. It's all there. Um 28 bold it is. Okay. Uh yeah, is this a podcast or a telethon? What are we doing here? Okay. I, I this is an important stat for Matt Wolf because in that stretch where he played good golf, okay, eight out of those 10 events he was positive in fairways gained, along with hitting the piss out of it. Okay. Driving distance he, he hath not lost. Okay. He still hits it a freaking mile. But what he is not doing since then is he has only gained fairways in one event. In total, he is negative thirty-two and a half fairways gained in the last six events. That's not good. And his best finish in two WGCs is a T twenty-four, which isn't terrible. But the, he he cannot he 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 the driver is very crooked right now. So crooked. I don't like that out here. If you hit it too crooked here, I mentioned at the top, you're in the water, you're in the woods, it's not good. I think you continue to lay off Matt Wolf. Listen, I was tempted a couple of weeks ago by Ricky Fowler sucking it up and everybody being like, oh, you know, he he he's no good. And I was I was tempted by the ownership. Nothing about his play made me want to get on him, but I was tempted by the ownership. And I should have just faded him because he missed the cut, his was waste management, because he missed the cut and he sucked. And I should have just listened. Okay. I think you got to do the same thing with Matt Wolf. I don't think he's going to play well. Something is broken with the driver. He's not even close to hitting fairways with that thing. So, and I don't think this is a course where he can really dial it back. I don't think this is a course where he can hit three wood or something less. I think Matt Wolf's out of here. We are getting incredible stuff here. You guys are amazing. This has never happened before on the Tour Junkies podcast. I don't know what to do. Chase just gave $50. Uh <laughs> I love it db funds hitting the piss out of pat funds yes praise god although it's single-handedly doing it because chase is the only person hardly donating on on behalf of me um
2: this well is... you know i mean
0: <laughs> okay uh 6k range
2: i did not think this was gonna happen at the wgc <laughs> i mean this this whole show has been like uh, it's just thrown me off big time the chat throws me off in general yeah we got yeah. people in here that you know that that, that like to comment on things they probably shouldn't even comment on for one. Um, and two, it just gets crazy with the money tonight. <laughs> it's just, just nuts. It, said, um, I <laughs> by the way, I love you all in the chat. Some of you need to uh, simmer down a little bit with some of your comments, but, uh, I still, yeah. I still like you. Is your you son who you are? Is your son on? Again? Nope okay uh, all right why don't you tell us who you like in the 6k range there all right 6k range uh i'm gonna go with lonto griffin again this week at 6700 i think he could have a good one you know he's a, he's a guy that is uh certainly uh good on bermuda grass um you know he's i mean it's sixty six, sixty seven hundred. 6700 i mean top 15 in the field in bermuda top 20 in par 5 scoring Top 20 in strokes gained approach. checks box also in ball striking. I like Lanto at 6,700. Another guy that we've seen on good recent form on the European tour is uh, Bernd Weisberger. He is at 6,700 also. 53rd at the Saudi. He was 6th at Dubai. He was 25th at Abu Dhabi. Uh, and then he had a solid 4th place finish at the RSM Classic back in the fall. Uh, you know, a, a course that I wouldn't say is necessarily a, you know that much of a comparison here, but is a coastal course, is one that is... um You know, has, um, you know, Bermuda grass. He's, you know, obviously he putted well there that week. He putts well in Bermuda in general, so I like Weisberger. And then I'm going really cheap for you. Wade Ormsby, the Aussie at 6,000. Another guy that is in good form. 63rd at Saudi, 22nd at Dubai, 12th at Abu Dhabi. He is a short knocker, so you know what? Maybe I got a little love for him because he's a short knocker, but I like him as well. I'm going to be a really cheap one there at 6,000 this week. Wade Ormsby. I think if I had to take
0: a $6,000 play, I'd go David Lipsky. Uh, just played okay on the Corn Ferry Tour. But I don't think I'm going to go down that flow, but that, that's that's interesting. I love the Lanto play. He's one of my favorites, and I think Lanto's going to be chalked down here um, for sure. I think Lanto's going to be chalk. He b- plays well in difficult courses. We were on him last week. Played well at Riv. Uh, one of my favorite Euros to, to consider this week is Rasmus Hogard. He's one of the, the Hogard twins. The only one to qualify for the WGC, though. Finished sixth at the Saudi, ninth at the Omega Dubai. This kid hits it a ton. Um, he's young and his his balls are big, and he just doesn't he doesn't care. So I think he's got the the mental and the uh, the the fortitude to to come out here and and show what he's got on the, uh, against the world's best. So I think Rasmus Hogard is an interesting play that could give you a lot of DraftKings points um, because he's, he's aggressive. He's a good young player. Thomas Detri is interesting. Uh, he's a guy who finished third to Bryson DeChambeau in that twenty fifteen USAM here at Concession, so he's got some experience here. I don't think he's quite as good of a player or talent as maybe you know. If you are looking at these European Tour guys, he's definitely not as, to me as talented as Hogard or maybe Perez. But maybe the experience for Detry helps a little bit from twenty fifteen, and, and he can kind of draw on some of that played well here, uh, you know, and, and can draw on that for the for the NCAA's. I think he played it. I think he played for Illinois. Um, And then finally, I, I'll I'll tell you a name, another you know guy from the European Tour that's tried to come over here and make his living on the PJ Tour, although not very well lately, is Eric Van Rooyen. But to see EVR at 6,200, who has a top 20, I think, at a U.S. Open, who's played some tough courses, you know, well in the past, um, just hasn't done great lately. But 6,200 in a no cut event for a long hitting Eric Van Rooyen. Who at least is very familiar with playing against these guys on the PJ Tour level? I think that's an interesting leverage play as well. If you're playing in a big GPP and you need some leverage and you're going heavy up top, I think EVR is an interesting look. I'd rather play him for sure than your Ormsby or my Lipsky call. But I'm just saying, if you wanted to go that low, that's uh, that's an interesting name to pay attention to. So,
2: look, there's 72 guys in this field. They all got here for some reason or another. You could you could literally just if you want to just throw a flyer lineup in in a gpp and you never know it could hit now you got to have some studs in there i think but still yeah but definitely yeah
0: definitely leverage 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 have some ownership leverage going in uh you got to study the ownership values we'll be talking about it a ton in the in the nut hut i'm sure on wednesday night and leading up to wednesday night and lineup lock on thursday so um you got to have the leverage if you don't you're because of the you know the limited field, you're you're going to find yourself not doing very well. So, let's talk about the sportsbook stuff, and let's talk about the, a little bit of the Puerto Rico Open too. We're going to get to the Puerto Rico, but let's let's stay here on the WGC Workday and look at the betting market. Um, let's see if we can keep this heater going. We talked about Homa on the show last week. We talked about Homa on TJ After Dark on the DraftKings YouTube channel. If you're not watching that, you should. Obviously, he was written up in the betting card, so Homa was everywhere. And maybe we can keep the keep the heater going, so top of the betting board, kind of your favorites, your shorter numbers, Pat, who are a few names that you're uh that are catching your eye?
2: well, you know you're getting j t around like eighteen to eighteen and a half to one uh, I think that uh that's a good number for him. I mean again, like we I said, you know last week was not a good week for him, but he was coming off of an a, you know he had played well at the waste management and then found out that you know he had a family member pass away yeah. so it, it, that's that's emotional for you and he's you know he had to kind of get through that but i think that you know he's again he's back you know close to home where he lives and everything and you get him at 18 to 1 i think that number is a little bit inflated based off of last week's performance so if, if i'm going on the shorter odds i like JT there at uh, at 18 to 1 and then okay. um
0: let me just throw this in with a comment on JT. He lost nearly six strokes putting in two rounds. That is bad, but it's Poa, yeah. which is bad. I mean, it's tough to put on, and it's his worst putting surface. Other than that, like he didn't strike it well for JT for by JT standards, but it wasn't god awful. He, he missed the cut because he couldn't putt, and it was Poa, totally different surface. Now he now he gets to a surface he's better on, he's familiar with. Like you said, I, I like I think eighteen to one is a good number to go ahead and get Justin Thomas. You're not going to find that number. Uh, too many times with JT.
2: Yeah, I don't think it'll shorten up a ton in this field, um, unless you see like a withdrawal up top. But other than that, I think that uh, that's a really good number for him. I like Terrell Hatton there at twenty-two to one. He's he's uh, right there at uh, twenty-two to one on points bet. I think that's a good number as well. And then another guy that I didn't talk about on the DFS portion, but I think is a is is great value on points bet, and that is uh that's Webb Simpson. I think Webb Simpson is a great number there at, 20, at 30 to one on points bet. I think he's 22 to one on DraftKings, Um, so that you're getting a little bit more value there on the, on points bet. So I like that number as well. And then the last guy from a shorter standpoint that I like, or more mid range, I guess, is Joaquin Neiman at 40 to one on points bet also um okay i like
0: the i like the web call a lot yeah we did we can't talk about them all we'll be here all night but he's one of those that was on my very short list to mention um on the dfs side as well i think that web simpson call is very good web loves loves love 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 loves bermuda um I, i think that is a a really solid call there neiman what did neiman do last week i was looking at him he had a a weird. He had an outlier week with the iron play. He lost almost four strokes with the irons last week. He has not lost four strokes with his irons since. Wait for it. Never on the PGA Tour. That was the worst. I think
2: he just got off though. I mean, he you had the. You had the second and or the third and fourth rounds kind of split up there with um with the wind and everything that we got on Saturday. He just sort of and then he had to start extremely early um Sunday morning. Just I don't I don't know. He was just kind of off, you know. I just think that uh, last week was an outlier for him. I really do. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Dylan Hess. Thank you, man. Fifteen
0: dollars donated. Team Pat. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Brooks at twenty six to one um yeah bermuda Florida long course tough course coming off a win w wGC you know which we've not seen Brooks win a WGC but we've seen uh you know we've definitely seen him obviously win big tournaments he just won the waste management twenty six to one I think is almost as egregious as jt at eighteen to one I think that's really good value I don't think this is as good a value but I think in the shorter range if you just really like the the shorter numbers Patrick Reed at 31 and a half right now on Draftkings they're giving him the hook there 31 and a half Patrick Reed because I do think there's he's got a real shot to win this thing um, I really do so uh I like Reed at 31 and a half I loved him you know in the DFS side sung Jm at 45 to one I've already bet it you, you know I, I bet it today um, I, I think that number is going to get shorter if it hasn't already i don't have the live odds pulled up in front of me but i would bet sung jay is i would bet sung jay at 30 to 35 i'd probably bet him at 35 to 1 if you can get it, if you get him at 35 to 1 or longer i think sung jay's definitely in play but 45 to 1 i jumped all over that it's bermuda he's had his rest you know we'll see then kind of getting into that mid range uh, you know i mentioned him too in the dfs portion but cam smith the Aussie coming off the really good finish uh, at, um, at the Genesis. Checks all the ball striking boxes. Um, play, hitting it well off the tee. He's a grinder. Plays well in tough cor- on tough courses. Bermuda's not his best putting surface, but he also, you know, he doesn't do all of his damage. He doesn't do a lot of damage with the flat stick anyway. But I love the play last week. Fourth place finish at the Genesis. Scrambling like a madman. Iron play was solid. And, and cam smith knows how to seal the deal and close it if he you know if he's got a chance so i like him at 60 to 1 and i think it's probably it for me in the mid-range
2: before i get to the triple digits i had cam smith written down as well so with you there anybody else no that's it um i only have two triple digit guys Okay, so I'll go ahead and get those out of the way. I mentioned and I mentioned both of these when we were talking DFS, and that is Alonzo Griffin at one hundred and twenty-five to one on points bet, and then I also like your boy Bobby McIntyre at one hundred and fifty to one as well. I think he is a good bet. Also, um, you know, I love him in Df- DFS. I think he's a good, um, you know, just long shot play. So there you go. Those are my two uh, triple digit guys okay love the lonto play
0: um i saw he was like six to one as a top 10 too i'm not going to have any top 20s this week because it's a shorter field i just don't love the numbers i'm probably going to bet the top 10s instead of the top 20s lonto six to one there like that leishman it's 125 to one on DraftKings. i really like that number that's a big number for an in-form mark leishman with a lot of wgc experience big time player plays well in big you know big events Love the value and the win equity on Leishman at 125 to one. I'd be shocked if he doesn't make the final cut on my big balls betting card. And then finally, I will uh, I will see your uh, I will see your your Bobby McIntyre play, and I will raise you a Rasmus Hogard at 175 to one for the young bomber with the big balls at 175 to one, and he is 10 to okay. one for a top 10. So I like that as well. Oh man, and I team DB is raking in the funds here now. Uh apparently I have the wealthiest member of the chat and Chase Henderson, who is just supplying everything. And then oh, David Speaks just got me. David sick together, ten dollars. I think I am leading the telethon that has just erupted here in the live out of nowhere. There. Um, but I'm leading it basically with three people, and you you've you and your little stupid minions uh from your nonsense chat. Uh, I don't
2: are, know. You just called them stupid. They may rally. They may rally. you beating me in quantity. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk
0: Puerto Rico. We're going to make this pretty snappy. Um, ah, dang it, Kissler. We're going to make this pretty snappy. You got the Puerto Rican Open at Grand Reserve Country Club. It's only the second time they're, they're, they're going to play here. The first time was last year in 2020. Victor Hovland won at 20 under. This place is distance. Hit it a long way. Uh, hit it close, make the putts, be in form because it's hard to come in here with no form and shoot 20 under and just score your, score your off. off. You know, just do that. That's the Puerto Rico open. That's what you need to know in terms of the golf course, in terms of what it's going to take to play well. Um, so let's talk names. The shortest names I like are two guys off the corn Ferry tour who are killing it right now. Taylor Pendrith and Grayson Sig are both 35 to one. Both hit it a mile. Both are premier players that we're going to watch on the PGA Tour next year if they don't get there before that. So, uh, yeah, those two guys at 35-1, to 1, big fan of uh, of those two short. God, what Pat is our savior? What is wrong with these people? What have you done to these people? Daniel says, Pat is our savior. Here's $20. Daniel, no, he is not. He is far from your savior. Wait till wait till you guys yeah. see the is is that is that Dan the man is that Dan the man from the Nut Hut Daniel, is that him? Mark Crazy Marcus says that's him. Uh this is this is stupid. This is all getting way out of hand. I, although I, we appreciate the donations and they will a hundred percent all go to charity, but uh, twenty eight bowl. But the pad is our savior. Mess, give me a break. They're like the little. Uh, you're like the little green uh, aliens in Toy Story that like follow around Buzz Lightyear for no reason when really Buzz is an idiot and thinks he's still a, a space hero when he's just a toy.
2: What, are you calling me an idiot? What the hell? No, I'm not calling you. Buzz was an idiot. Wait, why would you think about that for a second? You like made a face like... Ugh. Sorry, I was I was, I was reading. Producer Sam says,
0: So far, without us trying, we have raised $246.55. Hey! Good for you guys. Yeah, thank
2: you. I'll start with Marcus's ninety nine. Mm. How about it? for me? I might add. Um, where were we on the picks? Just give me some short picks on the porn. Let me Rico. just give you a few Puerto short Rico. ones here. I'm gonna go with Benny on at 25 to one. I like him. Also, Brandon Wu 30 to one. I think he's that's a good number for him. You know, is it, the guy's just about to be the next stud. We have seen Ollie Schneiderjens play a little bit uh, uh which one is I don't know, Dylan Brandon. Sorry, the hostess said which one, Dylan or Brandon? I don't know. One of the woos, okay? One of the woos is thirty to one. Whichever woo is thirty to one. Okay? Short woo. Producer? Producer you should be able to you should you know you should just say, tell me, put it in the chat and say you, you, you said Brandon is. It was Dylan. I, I don't know. It's Mr. Wood to you, Producer Sam. Oh, anyway, oh, Ali Sneedersen's... Messiah Complex all of a sudden, because he's got his little minions over here. And uh, uh, I love you, Producer Sam. Uh, Ali Sneedersen's at 35. I'm just going to give them all to you right now. In Vegas... Johnny Vegas at 45 to 1. I think that's a good number. Look, Vegas has won before. If you want to talk about, we talk about win equity and all that kind of stuff, whatever the hell that means. He's at 45 to 1. He's won before. I also like Kramer Hickok at 55 to 1. Scott Brown, win equity as well. He's won here before at 90 to 1. And then Peter Uline at 90 to 1. Also, he's a guy that we've also seen play relatively well lately on the tour and on the Corn Ferry tour as well, so you're getting him at ninety to one. He is a super talented player. I can't believe he has not broken through uh, over the last few years. Um, so there you yeah. go.
0: Well, uh, again, I I like a lot of names in here. Uh, the the fifty five to one range is where I would put most of my dollars. Bronson Burgoon, who's been playing okay, been playing pretty well. Will Gordon, Taco Supreme, and Davis Riley. All at fifty-five to one. I think are extremely good values. I doubt they're still there by the time you're even listening to this. I would bet any of them at forty-five to one, but uh, especially Gordon. I love that here. Uh, played here last year. Played really well here last year as well. Um, and then seventy to one. I like Joseph Bramlett, who also played well here, and Brandon Hagee, two long hitters. Hagey almost won like five, four weeks ago. If you don't remember, he 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 had a lead. I think thirty-six hole, fifty-four hole lead choked it away on the PGA tour. He's at 70 to one. I like that. And then a couple of bombs, Vincent Whaley off the corn Ferry tour, who also played here last year, had a good finish. He's at hundred to one. He had a good week last week. And then our boy, he's actually been on the podcast before a long time ago. He lost his tour card. He's back on the corn Ferry. Sebastian Kaplan at 150 to one long hitter, aggressive. We've heard from his agent that a couple of weeks ago, he found a little something. I think he was on, he he actually made coverage I think on the PJ tour on either the Farmers or the Amex I don't remember which tournament it was but he had a decent finish at one of those and he found a little something and Kaplan's a good player so 150 to one that's a bomb I think he's worth a look if you want to throw a couple dollars a couple dollars man this by man. the
2: way it was it was Brandon Wu I don't know why okay we, I mean I had it right and then you know just threw out Dylan. Oh man, wait till I wait till I come wait till I go downstairs
0: and tell tell my wife we raised like almost $300 for her uh, for her charity and we really don't know why. Oh oh wait it's because uh it's because Pat somehow has formed some little brainwashing circle jerk. I did not I told you this earlier. I did not form anything. I did not form anything. Okay, well, all I know is I'm not getting messages that say, "Oh, David, at DB is our savior. DB is our is our we we you know, we would we would lick the bottom of his foot if he asked us to. Like, uh, uh, nobody's telling me that. They're all don't. They're all telling you that. Chase just put me over the top. We're gonna end it there so we can win. Thank you, Chase. So I I, I just have the rich elitist follower. You just you just don't apparently. <laughs> you just have like a bunch of them. I have like one. Um, everybody loves to hate me. All of a sudden, it didn't used to be like that. <sighs> okay. Uh, hey, leave a comment. Maybe, maybe leave a comment. Oh, 10 more dollars. Team DB. Yes. 863k. Yes. 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 (laughs) We're going to total this up and put it out on social and uh, yeah, rub it in. All right. Um, Okay, Pat, I think we're good. This is, this has been fantastic. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Everybody donating. That was really cool. Leave a comment on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell some people that like a little bit of golf about it. It helps us out. We appreciate it. Dag. Dan the man coming in. Freaking Dan. All right. I'm about to take this to the Nut Hut. I'm, you guys are okay. We got to get out of here. TJ after dark. I'm going to be in the Nut Hut Wednesday night. It's going to be lit. Thank you. May your screens be green. See you. Out.